Welcome teacher sellers to the Grow with Angie and April podcast. Angie and April are two full-time teachers pay teacher sellers who chat with each other daily about their businesses. They're opening up their conversations to help you grow your teacher store. Are you ready to listen in? Here we go. Hey, teacher sellers. Today, we're talking about using Instagram to connect with your audience and build your brand, as well as sharing some best practices. Join in on the conversation about this in our mastermind group at growwithusmastermind.com. You can find the show notes and any links we discuss at growwithuspodcast.com slash episode 23. Hey, Angie. Hey. I'm so excited because... We're going to see each other tomorrow. I know. One more sleep. (laughs) In person. I'm so excited. We're going to work on our TPT conference session. And we're just going to work all week. And we're not going to do anything fun. And we're not going to eat anything good. We're not going to do anything like that. Definitely not. We're not going to drink any Starbucks. (laughs) No. Or wine. (laughs) Or anything. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. And I'm glad you're coming to visit me because I don't want to go to you because it's way too cold. Yeah, it's seriously cold here. (laughs) Even though like earlier this week, it was 66. And then last week, the kids had off because it was so, so cold. And it's just kind of like all over the place. But it's going to get cold again this weekend. So crazy. Well, yeah, I'm excited to talk about Instagram because it's, it's definitely my week social media platform. I definitely need some major help with it. Um, and we have a pretty awesome guest here too. Yeah, we're pretty excited to bring on a guest to talk about Instagram with us because I do enjoy Instagram. I know I've talked about this before, but I could always use some more tips on trying to grow my following and trying to connect with my audience. So today we have Jacqueline here from the Little Ladybug Shop, and we're so excited to talk to her. Hey, Jacqueline. Hi, how y'all doing? Good. How are you? We're so excited to have you on and to talk about something that I'm really not good at. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. You're great at it. Thank you for <laughs> inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So can you first a little bit, tell us a little bit about your Instagram and your TPT store and kind of how it started? Definitely. So I started doing TPT 2015 and I realized I was just doing Pinterest and of working on Facebook a little bit, but I noticed that the big push for a lot of sellers and a lot of um, bloggers was using Instagram. So I've realized over the past couple of years that Instagram is now like the Pinterest. So a lot of teachers are going to find resources, finding bloggers, finding ideas on Instagram, just like they used to on Pinterest. Of course, Pinterest is still amazing, but Instagram just seems to be so fast and easy to use. You could just scroll through and just find lots of new ideas, lots of resources, find new teachers to follow. So that's when I kind of decided to start focusing on it. And in 2017, um, I kind of started growing it and really focusing on trying to collaborate with other teachers on there. And right now I'm a little over 20,000 followers. So um, I do feel like it's helped me a lot, especially trying to get people to see my brand and my resources and collaborating with other teachers, collaborating with other sellers, bloggers, and just meeting lots of new teachers on there. Yeah, it's awesome that you have 20,000. I feel like I creep by like one or two a day, but I also don't dedicate much time to it. So I'd love to know about how much time you spend on your Instagram each day. 
Definitely. Um, since you yes, started but, really growing it. So last year, I honestly did not spend as much time as I wanted to. I try to spend four days posting onto it. So it's pretty easy to kind of share like books I love. I try to share those weekly. And the great thing about sharing books is that you can also, you know, you're sharing great books with the resources and whatever, but you can use affiliate links such as Amazon. If you have an Amazon store, you can link up those books. I love sharing tips, teacher hacks, organization. So I try to do four days a week where I post things have to be consistent. That's one thing about Instagram. Um, I've taken off a, you know, a few days and you can, you'll notice that when you're not consistent, your followers stop seeing your stuff. So the more consistent you stay with Instagram, the more your followers see and you'll see your engagement. But I try also not to ever double post on the same day. Some people do. And the great thing about having a business Instagram is that you can see when your followers are on, you know, when you're um, the best time to post. So like my best time is mostly in the evening. So I try to really work at posting, you know, six o'clock through maybe nine o'clock at night when my followers may see my products or my posts or my books that I'm sharing. And just being consistent is really the thing about Instagram. And I tell all my friends who try to grow their Instagram, be consistent. Yes, I think that's definitely a huge part of it because I noticed exactly what you were talking about. You know, like I'll post three, four days in a row, stuff's building up, people are seeing it. And then, you know, I kind of fall off for two days and come back. And then that first post back is like, not so great. Uh-huh. Consistency with everything, isn't it? We always have yeah. to stay consistent. Yes. And there's lots of tools out there to help with Instagram. I don't use any, but I do know that, you know, right now Tailwind has some great you know, tools to help make it consistent, you know, especially if you're busy in the evenings. But my biggest thing is once a day, I even set, which I love about Instagram, I set a timer on there so that I don't spend too much time on there. Because, I mean, you can really just spend so much time on Instagram just looking at all the pictures or watching videos of what people are doing. So I set a timer for an hour and 15 minutes. And when that timer goes off, and it takes all, you know, most of the day, but when it goes off, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've spent an hour on here already. But, <laughs> you know. But I love it because it just really, it helps me track my time. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. I have mindset for the screen time, like timer. Yes. And uh, so I don't spend too much time. I also have it set for Facebook too, which I usually max out. It's, oh, I need to do it for Facebook. Yeah. But I honestly think that, well, and I, I'll tell y'all, it's my third biggest source of traffic to my Teachers Pay Teacher store. And it's also one of my top traffic uh, senders to my my website, my blog. So I do know that building your Instagram and usually I notice that it comes from my stories. So not always do I post on my feed, but I'm daily posting on my stories because I know when they swipe up or you know you tell them link in the profile, your audience is seeing that and they are using those links and they're following it because they want to see what you're sharing. So. I will say, even if you're not posting daily on your feed, post daily on your stories. Even if it's just a quick picture, a book that you're using, or an idea, or sharing somebody else's stuff, but always tag that person. Sorry, wanted to pop that in real quick and say that. Yeah, definitely tag people. Yes. So, yes, Instagram is definitely a very important source for my, my website and my 
the Teachers Pay Teachers store. That's awesome. I noticed that the engagement, staying consistent with your stories too, the engagement gets better and better. And when you don't post stories, same thing, it kind of drops off. I'm new to the swipe up feature, so I just started using it, but I love it. And I'm so excited because I just kind of, it gives me something that I can post every day. Sometimes if I don't have anything, I just kind of go back through my feed and pick something and then share it out to my stories and put the link in there. And then and call it a day. Let me give you a big tip that you might not know. And a lot of people don't know this, but when you're sharing on your stories, you can use hashtags. So people that aren't following you, they might go to that hashtag and they'll see your story. So make sure you're posting hashtags on your stories. So like um, popular ones, like teachers, follow teachers or I teach. So use those hashtags. Even if you don't have the swipe up feature, they can still see, you know, is that with uh, like where you click on where you can add a GIF or whatever it is? Yeah, you can use that one or you could just type it in yourself. Does it show up either way? Yes, it does. Okay. And good. so it'll show you like on when you look at your insights for your stories, because I look every day, how many clicks did I get? How many swipe ups did I get? And you'll see how many people using those hashtags saw your story that were not following you. So it's really neat. Sometimes I'll get like a thousand extra people watching my story that were not my followers. So it's wow. a really useful tool. That's awesome. I got to start doing that. Yes. I had used it a lot when I was promoting like a webinar and a chorus and all. And I swear I got so many signups from that, but then I just haven't used it for other things since then. And <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's just something where like I'll spend an hour like looking at other stuff on Instagram. Like I'll, I'll look through the feed. I'll, you know, look for whatever Angie's posting about her dog in stories. <laughs> <laughs> but then like I get to the end and I, I have posted something like twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, it's just so crazy. I am really good at the scroll, but, but adding the content, I guess mostly I feel a little bit uncomfortable with, the quality of my pictures after seeing everybody's in the feed. Yeah, it's hard. That kind of prevents me from from putting things up because I'm such a perfectionist that I want everything to match perfectly, which means I have to sit down (laughs) in a graphic creator and like make everything branded. And then once that takes me like three hours to do for like a week, then I just don't do it anymore. And that's really, I would love to hear your tips on like creating definitely content quickly for people like me who are really OCD about what we post? So I just do everything on my phone. I use two apps. I use Color Story, which is my favorite. And then I also use just the iPhone photo, how you can adjust your picture settings with the tools on it. Those are the only two things I use. So let me tell you, and I told my friend who, um, I just told her this recently, because she does beautiful pictures for Pinterest. And I was like, why don't you just use the same pictures you're doing, but just make them cropped the square and use them on Instagram? And she was like, oh, my goodness. Yes. And so the thing about Instagram, I don't put a lot of wordings on my pictures like you do for Pinterest because you're doing all the captions. And so I you know just a great picture using those tools to adjust the, the background coloring if you're doing it on a white poster board or, you know, I like to use the wood background just because I don't have to do a lot of adjusting of the coloring. So it looks great. Yeah, I love the wood background. It always looks awesome. Yes. And so that's all you have to do really. Just make it 
um, just pop a little bit, maybe add some pins in there or, you know, cute little background pictures, but they will look great. And as long as you're branding it with what you're doing on Pinterest and Facebook and your website, it's going to look great because everybody's are going to look different. So what you might, you know, have somebody, what I'm trying to say is whatever you're doing is working, of course. So just keep doing what you're doing. And we don't want everybody to look the same because it'll just be boring if we all have the same <laughs> looking pictures. So just kind of keep your, your style and do it. And it'll be wonderful. Just keep posting, be consistent. Yeah. And I found like taking a lot of photos while I'm creating a new resource or when yes. I'm doing a blog post, I just try to take as many photos as I can because then I can share that blog post 10 different ways if I have 10 different images yes. over the course of a year or whatever. And it doesn't look like I'm repeating content, but I am sending them to that same blog post. So that kind of helped me. And having a little bit of a, I know some people don't like to have the layout, you know, be, why can't I think of it right now? But but the same, you know, like a quote, then a, yeah. a picture of a resource. And then, you know, but that helps me because being out of the classroom, I don't know what to post sometimes. And I'm like, okay, exactly. well, today's a quote day or today's a funny meme day. That should be easy or whatever. So that yeah. kind of helps me stay consistent. I agree. I'm the same way. I try not to be too, or I'm tied down to doing a certain style on my feed but I do try to post like every couple of days or weeks like a quote or something just to break it up from seeing images but one thing I've noticed and I just kind of want to talk about quickly is I don't know if y'all want to get there yet as kind of some things that we shouldn't be doing on Instagram is that okay yeah we want to talk about some best practices and and what we should be aware of with about as teachers and also as teacherpreneurs that are business owners, like what are some best practices we should be following um, when we post to our Instagram? Awesome. So you just talked about it a second ago about not being in the classroom anymore. And I think that's a fear a lot of teacher sellers have is that they're no longer in the classroom. So what do they have to post? So if you notice, there's you know, like I still work for a district, but I don't post anything from classrooms or working with students or teachers. So most of my stuff is mock images, you know, that I print out and I just take pictures up and they still look fine. They still get engagement. The biggest thing I think lately that I've noticed or for a while is that teachers are sometimes not aware of FERPA. And so I'm not going to get into it, but I will suggest I will recommend my friend Jillian Starr. She created a great blog post and her website is um, starspangledplanner.com. And she has 10 things that every teacher should know about FERPA. And it's really important, I think, for teachers, especially if you're profiting off your Instagram account, to know what you should not and should be doing when it comes to posting pictures of students, students' work, your classrooms handwriting, just different things that I think we don't know about. And even if you have parent consent, sometimes it's not okay. And my biggest takeaway from when Jillian posted that on Instagram a few weeks ago was I would not be happy as a parent if I saw my my child's teacher posting pictures of them online and profiting off of it. So I think sometimes we need to step back and say, how would I feel if I was the parent? Even if they have signed permission and they have permission from the district. And it has to, I would say that that permission would need to, you know, include the fact that they're using it in 
a business for profit because we always yeah. had permission that the students filled out every year that we could, the district. Yeah, for school use. Right. The district could use their photos, but that's not, that does not cover you using the photos for profit on your Instagram. And if you're selling anything through your Instagram, then it shouldn't have students on there at all. And, and we will link in the show notes to Jillian's post. And I saw the same post a few weeks ago when, when Jacqueline saw it and, and it made me really think even harder because I kind of, I already knew I shouldn't be showing students faces, but I never really thought about, you know, the handwriting and the, and the things that could be identifying factors for someone that sees the post that, that I didn't even think about. So, you know, exactly. it's definitely an eye opener. And I think that it's something everyone that is using their Instagram for business purposes should look further into. Go check out Jillian's post, check out her Instagram. She also talked about it over there. And there were some really good discussions going with other teachers. So you should totally go check it out. Uh, yes, it was eye opening. Really, it was great. So yeah, no, those are just really some great tips for, you know, don't. But the biggest do is just be real. I noticed at the beginning of the school year, a lot of teachers were um, sharing what it really looks like being in the classroom, you know, the messes and I love those posts, the funny stuff. And I love seeing that. So just be real and authentic with your audience. And they love seeing that. And my biggest thing is sometimes I don't want to get on my Instagram story because I don't have makeup on or, you know, I don't look so cute, but I think my audience wouldn't even care. So I do. And even if I'm sick, I'll still talk on my stories and you know, you just have to be real on there. So those are some big things just to remember. Nobody's judging. We're all in this together. We're helping teachers. And Yeah. And I think, I think that we don't, we know that no teachers are perfect. So showing that side of you and, and showing yeah. the real side of you instead of the perfect Instagram photo every single time, you know, it kind of gets people appreciating you more and kind of relating to you more. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. And I've noticed that in even not always TPTers, but also marketers, the posts that seem to be doing really well are from people who post these really long posts with the image. Like, yeah, uh, I saw one from Amy Porterfield the other day where she had like written a book. Oh, yeah. Definitely. She was opening up and being honest about things, which I think her audience really likes. And I, I can see that really relating to a TPT or Instagram with teachers, but you know, how much information should you put with the image? Cause sometimes I put like a couple of lines of text, but then I don't think I'm really engaging my audience cause I'm not really putting much in there. Well, I think lately Instagram's algorithm has changed a lot. So in the past few weeks, I've noticed that, you know, it's dropped some. So I, the biggest thing I've read when I was doing some research about it changing was the first few lines really are important. So try to post because that's what your audience is seeing as it's going, as they're scrolling. Try to post what you're going to talk about in the first line so that they can see that. And then after that, you know, depending on what you're talking about, I think the the length, you know, it's just dependent on what you're talking about. So I'm, I'm read some of my friends that write long posts, they even have to go on to the comments to finish it. And those are such great posts because, you know, they're talking about what's going on and how their classroom, you know, what's happening in their classroom or what's happening in their 
daily life. I love it. Like I love seeing that. I usually do that in my stories. I don't do that so much in my posts, you know, but I'll share what's going on. Like um, I was sick for a while and I was with my, well, not, you know, sick, sick. I was, my foot was injured. So I was talking about that in my stories and I had a lot of people respond to it about how they would go see their doctor about their foot injury because I'm a runner. So it's nice to engage with people and they like to, to know there's other people out there like that. So that was a great, you know, back and forth I had with a few other teachers going through the same stuff. Yeah, I think that's usually what gets them to engage, you know, those real person stories exactly. that, you know, like when I'm posting about a resource, they don't always engage. I don't <laughs> get comments or really anything exactly. about it, but I, they do click, but, and I'm happy they click. Yeah, and some of them will save it, which, and I find... I find blog posts usually do pretty well with clicks and saves, but not a lot of comments. Yeah, but the posts where you're just kind of being real, that's the get they get the most comments, the most DMs and yeah. Well, I'll give you a tip for that. And I think I've shared before with y'all. My biggest thing for posts sometimes is I will post something that's brand new to my feed. And of course, people aren't gonna engage with it unless they have a reason to engage with it. So sometimes I'll give away a po or a product to two people just so they can test it out. And I think my followers have come to, to learn that I do that. So they do engage with it. And recently I've been testing it out by posting on my stories like, oh, I posted a new product, go comment on my last post. And I'm going to be sending out the product to two people that comment. And I'll get like 60 to 100 comments on a new product post. So not only is it getting them to comment and engage with the post, but they're seeing my new product and then I'm getting teachers to test it out. And then they send me pictures with them using it in their classroom, you know, not without without kids or, you know, but showing me that they're using it. And I love seeing it. I love seeing them in the hallway, the bulletin boards, you know, so I'm getting lots of engagement when I do that. So I, no, that's just a tip. I mean, I wouldn't do it all the time, but maybe once a month or once every couple of months just to get some engagement on your new products because it is hard to get people to engage with that. Yeah. And we talked in, in one of our recent episodes about like what to do when you are bringing out a new product line, you know, when, because a lot of times people are like, well, I upload a new resource, but it doesn't get any traction. So we kind of had, we had an whole episode about that, but it's a good point. Like, even telling your audience like, hey, here it is. I'm going to give a couple people one to try it out. Just ways to get people to engage with it because they're going to see it, remember it, and people will buy it. Exactly. And so that's always been pretty successful. Like even we, we talked in that episode about how some people posted like it was half off for 24 hours. And that's kind of the same thing. They're just trying to get yes. people that urgency, like get there, try it out, you know, engage with me so that you can buy things in the future. So it's a great idea. Thanks for sharing that. I think a lot of people stress about getting to that magic number of having 10,000 followers, but no matter how many followers you have, it's important to remember how many are engaging. So I have, you know, a certain amount, but I might not have 20,000 engaging with me. You know, it might just be a hundred or 200. And then somebody with 2000 followers might have 200 people engaging with them. So it's the number. I think everybody's like trying to get the swipe up at that. You know, they need to remember just to continue progressing at their own pace and just to keep it consistent. And they'll get there eventually. It takes time. Everything, you know, it takes time. And when it happens, it'll feel good because it came 
organically. So, yes, it feels so good. Finally made it. But I swear that last thousand followers took me forever. <laughs> and that last hundred was like a long, long year. But um, I agree. It's funny. As soon as you get there, though, it just kind of keeps rolling a little bit faster. And my husband had told me that he was like, you'll see, because for me to get to 10,000 took me like two years, but to get the other 10,000 took me like four months, five months, I don't know. Wow, and I was like, crazy. really? But maybe half a year. But it's just funny how it just, it kind of continues to roll. The biggest growth for me, and I've noticed for other sellers is, uh, or other Instagrammers, is in the summer. So even though we want to take a break from posting on Instagram, and especially if you're in the classroom, you're like, oh, what do I post? Don't stop. Keep it consistent, especially in the summer, because that's when the teachers are on. And that's when they're trying to find ideas for their classroom, trying to find resources, tips, hacks, and more. So Yeah, and they might use that save feature to save it for back to school time or save it for whenever. Like I love that when they introduce that feature because I use it. I have like and I, you know, made it into categories for myself, like books I want to buy because I see all these books that I want to buy on Instagram. So yeah, mine's like all shopping. (laughs) So I do that too. And just them clicking that save button is engagement. So that's engagement. Like the likes are engagement. You might not have a lot of comments, but it might get out there more because people are actually clicking on it or saving it or whatever. So, you know, any little bit of engagement that you can get. And if someone does comment on it, you know, comment back within, I would say, 24 hours or so, you know, like say something back. And I think that will really build your audience because mine was a slow growth to get to 10,000. But it was always, you know, growing with people that were interested in what I was doing. So, you know, it just it builds an engaged audience. And even though it might have been a smaller number for a long time, I was engaging with the audience and it was the people that I wanted to see my stuff anyway. Yes, I agree. I think it's just, you know, the consistency and it'll, it'll get there. I think everyone like using hashtags, engaging with your audience, posting consistently, trying to create a a look, you know, you don't want to just put anything out there on there. You want it, you know, you want to look at your feed and say, it looks like my brand. You know, you don't have to have it so perfect, but, you know, post certain colors or certain, you know, the format you're doing it. Just try to keep it in that consistency. There's so many beautiful Instagram pages that I visit and I'm just like blown away by how beautiful their feed looks. And so. Yeah, they're the people that make me like go through my feed and start deleting stuff because I'm like, oh, it's so gross. (laughs) No, don't. Oh, and that's a big thing. Don't delete archive archive instagram mm. doesn't like when people delete they oh, so archive your posts that you don't like so uh, and the other big tip that i i've recently noticed about instagram is when you post multiple pictures that's really good for engagement so if you post like two or three pictures you know on one post where they have to swipe to the right to see it even if they're not liking or comment but if they're swiping to look at it that's considered engagement so yeah. i try to do that every once in a while Especially when I know, you know, like it's the middle of the week when engagement's lower, you know, that's a good time to do that. We talked about how in the last episode, how Pinterest was doing a similar feature, but they had, Ah. but they're not really 
doing anything to really show the user that you can swipe. It's very hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but on Instagram, it's so obvious. Yes. And you can even, you can put it in your post too, but I feel like I know when there's multiple pictures that yes. they make it very easy yeah. to tell. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. So make sure you're using that feature. And, and the other big thing that I think a lot of us forget is just remember when your audience is on. So, you know, posting at 10 o'clock in the morning, your audience isn't really on there. Your teachers are right. at work. Yeah. Hopefully they're not sitting on Instagram. So I try to <laughs> post in the evening, you know, just think about like when people are eating, you know, maybe they're looking at Instagram afterwards, or that kind yeah. of thing. So that's my biggest thing. I've noticed my biggest, and I need to remember doing that too, but my engagement is higher when later in the evening. Mine is always yeah, mine is too. Yep. I use um I'm really not good at at posting, you know, at a specific time just because usually it's usually six or seven PM is when they when it tells me that most of my audience is online and it's like the worst time with me <laughs> for my kids and dinner and everything. So I do use Tailwind to oh, schedule my posts. Awesome. But and it automatically posts at that time, so that's made it really easy for me for for anyone out there who is really not good at doing it organically. And sometimes, like I'll take pictures throughout the day and then just drop it in my Tailwind queue because then I'm like, okay, I need to remember that I need to schedule these because I took these. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, but you know, sometimes I'm posting about something that happened like three days ago, so that's kind of the <laughs> negative part of it. Yeah, but also like when I get pictures back from my photographer, I can just drop them all into the tailwind queue. And that way I can easily, and it'll let you resize to square two and then schedule it. So I know there's systems that I have to post. I'm just really not good at doing it, but there are some ways to like simplify it. Cause I know you two both really love Instagram. And I think that's part of why you're so successful with it. Cause you like being on there and you're really good at, but some, I just, It makes me so tired to post things. I love, I love Instagram and I love looking at people's stuff, but it makes me so exhausted to like type up the description and put the hashtags. And I don't know why it's like, I think it's just because I have so many other things to do because it used to be fun, but it's not fun for me anymore. Well, and I use Instagram and then I just link up, share it to Facebook. So I kind of smart and cheating with Instagram. It's easy for me. And then I share it to Pinterest. So, because you can share it automatically by, you know, copying that link. So I'm sharing it to three places when I do it on Instagram. And I, I've noticed a lot of my audience will come or I get a lot of traffic from Pinterest to Instagram. Those square photos, I was doing that too. And those square photos were doing really well on Pinterest, which I was surprised about. But, and also if you don't have Tailwind, you can save your drafts right in Instagram. So what oh, I do is I have a reminder on my phone that goes off at 7 p.m. every night, like post to Instagram and I'll set up my photos in there. You can save a bunch of them and you just put the photo in. You just post like you're going to post it, but then not actually hit that final hit that final post button and just go back and it'll ask you if you want to save it as a draft. And so I'll save it as a draft. And then at 7 p.m., all I do is go into Instagram, click the draft I want, and then click post. And that's it. Because sometimes I'm really busy at that time, too. Like, it's not a convenient time to be posting. But no, (laughs) it's when my audience is on. So I'm going to post when they're there because it gets like crickets if uh, it's (laughs) earlier in the day. Yes. Yeah, that's really smart. 
Yeah, I agree. And I mean, it's just important just to test out different times to see what works. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I love Instagram. Got some new tips. Yeah, I'm excited to hear too that like it, it sharing from your Instagram to your Facebook page is, is good because sometimes I do it and wouldn't get much traction. So I stopped doing it, but I like repurposing things. So I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Save me a little time. Awesome. I do that all the time. It saves me time and I just feel good. I'm like, oh, I posted both places. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anytime, anytime you can like do one piece of content and get multiple social media channels or multiple things out of it, I'm always happy. Yeah, same. So what would be like just one final tip that you would leave with the audience? Like if, if they're, they don't have time to do anything that you shared on this episode, what would be like the one thing you'd want them to do? I think the biggest thing is to really, and I, this is for everyone, is to really start using your Instagram stories because I feel like Instagram really pushes it. And so your audience may not see your posts that you're posting in your feed, but they're going to see your stories. It's amazing how many more people see your stories, use those hashtags, you know, just try to be consistent. I post on my stories every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, just because I want my Instagram to stay relevant. So Instagram knows that I'm consistently using it. They push it out to people. I really think that that's the best feature right now for me on Instagram. So even if I post something on my feed, I'm going to reshare it on my stories. That's just how I see. I do that too. Yeah. It's just stories is so important. So if you're not able to post a picture because you don't have it, do a little video screenshot of something you're working on, on your blog, tell the people, you know, this is my website, come see my new blog post, or this is a product I'm working on. It doesn't have to be picture perfect. It's only on there for 24 hours. So if it's not fabulous, like you want it to be, it's okay. It's going to go away in 24 hours, or you can delete it before then. But it's out there, you're getting people engaged, you can have people, you know, leave, you could do a poll, like, would you like to see more you know, about this blog post or, you know, ask them questions. So definitely, if you can't do anything else during the week, try to do your stories because that's, I think, the best thing. Yeah, they don't have to be picture perfect. You can do whatever yeah. on there, like, and it doesn't matter. So you don't have that perfect feed photo to post, then go on your stories and, and post something. And I've noticed some big, big Instagram accounts that I follow. They won't post for four days at a time, but they are posting tons of stories. You can see all those little dots at the top. They are just talking away up there on their stories because they know people are engaged with stories. You could just sit them go, you know, have them going while you're working or eating lunch or whatever, and you're just watching everybody's stories. So it's just a great feature. So definitely if nothing else works, try doing stories. Start using your stories, people. Start using them. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on and talking to us about this. Yes, thank you. We're really excited to to get more into Instagram. So I appreciate it. You too. Awesome. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye, guys. That's it for the Grow with Angie and April podcast. Make sure to rate and review so that this podcast can continue to reach teacherpreneurs around the globe. You can find the show notes and more about your hosts at growwithuspodcast.com.